Welcome to another episode of Game Week 39. My name is Capuchero Sean Matiza and I am your host for this show. And uh, as you know, I'm always with my co-host uh, as usual. Mario, what's good, bro? And uh, what's happening, Game Week 39 World, back again. It's good to be back with another one. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what it is. Um, our regulars would know that uh, after this point, this is where I'd introduce a guest. But unfortunately, due to some family emergencies, I would say, um, we were not able to, to, to still record with the guest that we had planned on bringing you guys. But we'll definitely be, we'll definitely be inviting him again uh, in the next episode. So, um, yeah. I guess you'll just be hearing the commentary from myself and Mario. Huh? Mario, you know, we have we have more than enough to talk about. Huh? Uh, you know, I can talk all day, Katu, so we can go good show either way. Yeah, no, 100, 100. Should we get into the headlines quickly? Yeah, let's, let's, let's kick it off no, with the headlines. Um, on my side, I, I, I uh, noted Everton, um, the loss that they, in, they, they faced with the double game week that they had. Aston Villa chowed them. We also saw Arsenal giving them a serious beating also there. Um, what happened to the new manager bounce? Uh, what's going on with Everton? Do we think it was just a tough set of fixtures that were that were that they were playing? Uh, it seems like the new manager bounces uh, ran out. It seems <laughs> like it was a short uh, How many fuse. games? Was it just one game? Was it? One game? <laughs> I think it was two, two or three games. Action. I think I think they kept clean sheets in like three games. Mm. I think they beat us now, even mm. if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, one now. Nah, Sean Dyche is playing with us now. So what must we do? So, with hey, like like they say in uh, our native language, when the Murilo tissue. So. The yeah. fire that burns out as fast as tissue, hey, uh, tissue paper on fire. So you know, um, kind of disappointing, considering they sacked uh, my legend Frank mm-hmm. Lampard. Um, so I don't know. Maybe if Sean Dykes uh, might not be able to pull a great escape in this one. Everton mm, uh, looking like they're going down right nah, now. They might be. <clears throat> Honestly, they might be, and I think. One thing that we 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 look at right now after you know shuffling the managers and stuff, you you start looking into the the management that's happening because I think um, it's been quite evident <clears throat> whenever they're playing at Goodison Park that the fans are actually not happy with how management is doing things. I think it is it has very little to do with the manager, but more to do with exactly how the club is being run. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the fans are not happy with uh, the backroom um, staff or the higher echelons of Everton management yeah. and ownership. And yeah. they they seem to be showing it every game, especially in that uh, 2-0 loss to Villa mm. at home. They were really unhappy. And if it continues like this, hey, might see his dream Yeah, no, definitely. They might be going down after the many years that they've been up. And then we drew Liverpool, we drew um, with Palace and uh, we got our revenge against Wolves. Um, you were one of the managers that, uh, you know, benefited quite extensively with the assets that you brought in. I think I saw that you had Trent and you also had Salah. 
who both gave you uh, double digit uh, figures there you, you you your thoughts on that game or rather on the two games um yeah liverpool i was i was expecting them to kind of win that palace game they seem to bounce back a bit in the league even though they got hammered in the champions league yeah uh they bounced back with that 2-0 away win to newcastle so I thought maybe they could do a similar thing against Palace, who haven't looked uh, consistent all season. Mm. And um, I, I saw Trent played well against Newcastle, so I figured um, his confidence might be back. And uh, Liverpool looked like they can keep a clean sheet again. So uh, I brought him in, and it paid dividends. Salah as well. He had that chance, uh, that goal against Newcastle. He should have had two. Yeah. Um, he didn't return big, uh, but he, he he did just enough to to make my free hit worth it. Mm. Even though him not scoring might have helped me in many league tables, seeing as a lot of people ahead of me did captain Salah, oh, and if he didn't true. score, I might I have went above. Yeah. No, no, no. I I was like, yeah, you know. Um, uh, you know, when, you, when you're busy watching uh, the games, you know, like most especially specifically when there's a team that has two games to play, right? And then they've played the first half or rather the first game and then they still have the second games. And then you're looking at your points, you're like, hmm, was it actually a good idea to captain Saka? I think that's what I was thinking uh, when I saw that Haaland actually gave us 10 and Saka hadn't done anything. And then uh, moving on to Arsenal, of course, uh, Saka goes on to score and uh, give uh, all the the managers that gave him the armband 30 points. Um, but uh, thoughts on that Arsenal um, fixture? I think they were quite, you know, they they were they were in it. Eh? They were. I felt as if they were really they were really back. Like I feel like they were like you know those two fixtures, if not three, if if if, if my memory serves serves me well, where they seemed as if they are probably losing their grip on the title. But I think uh, the performance that they showed um, just reminded us why Arsenal is, you know, the contenders to actually win this. Yeah, no, definitely um, showed a lot of fight in that 1-0 win against Leicester. Uh, grabbing that winner, very important for them, uh, away from home. And obviously they just played Everton off the park uh, at Emirates. 4-0 drumming. Oh. Um, obviously, Everton not in the best form, so they made Everton, they made Arsenal look good. Arsenal also got the revenge job like Liverpool um, over a team which beat them a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, no, um, Arsenal assets against uh, small teams. They're doing what they couldn't do in the past, which is bury the small yeah. teams. Yeah. So, Arsenal assets against small teams Looking very good, looking very good. Um, they don't blank mm. in 27. So if you they, have those... They're, they're, the most safest, they're, they're the, actually the safest team to possess at least three assets right now, to be honest. Or rather for yeah, no, there time, is definitely for time, because they have, they have been giving us double game weeks and uh, not uh, blanking in any of the cases. Yeah, and um, like I, you were just saying that you regret, uh, you nearly regretted not captaining Haaland mm. when you saw the 10 points. But like I said last um, episode, 
Um, it's better to captain a top FPL asset who has two game mm, weeks yeah. uh, rather than captaining someone who just has one. As good as Alan is, um, if he scores good points in his one game week, Saka just needs to score in one game week mm. and just do decent in the in the other. And you obviously get into double digits. So for me, it was always a no-brainer. It was yeah. either going to Saka or it was going to go to Salah. But I'm glad that's a good Saka. Um, then... Wish I didn't get Martin Odengard out. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Martin 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 I, I, I actually wanted to get to him, but I thought I'd save it for later. But I know you had Martinelli and... Um, some those that actually held on to Martinelli, yeah, that twenty six, that twenty six without captaining him, that is solid. That is insanely solid. No, definitely. Imagine those that um, didn't have much players and actually captained him and got the fifty four mm, just mm, mm, mm. for captaining him. Nah, so those Martinelli. Anyone crazy enough to triple captain him? <laughs> We're talking about yeah, eighty status yeah, now. Guaranteed. So it just just on one player, so it's 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 crazy. Mm. It's hectic. Mm. Um, maybe I should have played my triple captain other than my <laughs> every hit and played it on uh, Martinelli. Yeah, probably be, we probably would have scored. Nah, the numbers were not enough to back him. Eh? I think uh, Saka, as as we saw in Salah, uh, uh, most managers were leaning closely towards those guys. And then lastly, on my side, uh, Tottenham um, <laughs> collecting against your team. Uh, um, I, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Chelsea now has gone five games without a win. I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. I, I don't know, I'm not sure if Porter... If if the guys that are now the managers or rather the owners of the club, how long are they are they prepared to watch, you know, you know, Chelsea go on this run and at what point do they plan on actually doing something? Um, I don't know. Did you have you heard anything from, from the board? what's what what are you guys saying there? Uh, personally I'm saying Potter out, you mm. know this. I've mm. been singing this song maybe even Two months before, even in this hole, because I could see where it was going. Yeah. I've got a friend who usually uh, talk Chelsea. Um, and as soon as Graham Potter was appointed, I told him that this was a mistake. Mm. Um, TT, even though he had lost the locker room to an extent, especially the older players and um not sorry, not the older players, especially the younger players, um, who wanted to play a more dynamic, exciting brand of football. While TT always wanted players in the squad to remain disciplined mm. and stuck to the game plan and all of that. So he yeah, lost a lot of the young and also exciting players, attacking players. You saw Lukaku with the interview. So for me. I still think that TT would have performed better than Grant Potter. So if I could, if I think that, obviously, Potter out for me. Mm. But then uh, management seemed to have a lot of faith in him. I don't know if he's Paul Wills' uh, brother or <laughs> if they've got like some nepotism thing going on. Mm. But yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. 
Just imagine, Chelsea lost to Southampton. Dude, brah. Uh, one brah. And Southampton went and lost to Grimsby. Chelsea brah. lost to Spurs 2-0. No. Spurs goes and lose to Sheffield United. This is not Chelsea. This is not what uh, happens at Chelsea. So, yeah, pot out. Especially with, with the resources that you guys have. I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, fine, it's a Chelsea that is, you know, struggling because... Uh, most of their players are injured, etc., etc. But we're seeing signings, we're seeing most players coming back, but yet the results are saying something different. Um, so I also personally feel like, I, I don't know, I don't think Porter is the man for the job. However, I think also management is in a position where if they get rid of him, they look like they don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So... I think it would take a lot of courage of, like from them to say, look, we actually messed up in this one and uh, we're prepared to... They, like, don't, they don't know what they're doing. These are not footballing people. These yeah. are Americans nah, who, see, who, see, who see the biggest sport in the world clearly. Uh, and one of the biggest teams in the biggest leagues in the world. Mm. And they think PR, is, they can money-making... They can jump on it, hopefully, maybe one day list it as well, like Man United on the stock exchange or whatever nah, they plan on doing with it. So I don't know if they've got Chelsea's best interests yeah, in how no. I thought. I think uh, even, even with the investment, I, I miss Roman. I was just saying that Roman was one of the fans. That guy had the same mentality as Chelsea. I was telling oh. a co-worker of mine, I don't want to make this like a CFC channel or rant or anything. <laughs> but last Chelsea story, I was telling this co-worker of mine that, no, um, Roman, the difference between the owners of now and Roman, Roman thought like the Chelsea people, uh, fans, like we were one, we understood each other. The other fans, uh, a coach gets sacked after six months, they lose their heads, or they have three coaches in 18 months, something Chelsea have done, they lose their heads. They say, no, the coaching is tired. Or things like that. Yeah, Chelsea, the fans don't panic. Hmm. You'll never hear the fans say, hey, the manager needs more time. Yeah. Or, hey, we've lost three managers. In... That, that's normal. We want success here. We're not a yeah, Arsenal not, not, or Liverpool or, or Man United who yeah. accept that we need to rebuild hmm. and whatnot. That's not what we do at Chelsea. At Chelsea, we bring in the winning mentalities. We get success. We don't get a Carabao Cup. And, and then the whole internet must blow up. We bring a manager, and after six months, we win Shots fired, shots fired. That's what we do. Bang, bang. That's what we do here at Chelsea. So it's uh, quite annoying to see my team going through a thick of Enough. Fired. Chelsea book close. <laughs> uh, no, no, totally. Um, but yeah, man, unfortunately, I guess that's where you guys are right now. And. Uh, yeah, we'll see how the coming weeks uh, uh, unfold. I mean, I think two more games, losing back-to-back. Back. <laughs> the button must be pressed. Eject Osito. Um, but looking into the this game week that just went past, um, how are the arrows looking on your side? Uh, I had a couple of red arrows. Very, very disappointed because I think since we came back from the world cup i was on a roll um in one of our parallel mini leagues that we we compete together um i did manage uh, rather i won the the past month's manager of the month um just to show 
how I've been sort of like, you know, consistent in getting positive results. But now I actually scored below average, so quite disappointed. Um, your side, I saw you scored quite well there. Are you happy with your returns? Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, you scored 60-something, which was just never going to cut it. Yeah, no, but, 69. Uh, I did I did pretty well. I got 92. Um, all green arrows for me. Mm. Um, jumped up a couple of places in um, our mini league, Game Week 39 mini league. I think I'm sitting on 21 now. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think at the beginning good, of the yeah. game week, I was on 25 or 24. So, yeah, it's good progress. I'm one point away from being in the top 20, which was like a goal of mine only mm. two weeks ago. So, and uh, in the other leagues, my other mini leagues, the difference is not that much. I'm seeing DK, who was supposed to be our guest, he scored pretty well mm. and jumped all the way up to our mini league, which we actually bet money on. Yeah. Uh, he's in first now. But I'm only, what, 69 points behind him. Mm. 69 points uh, over 12 game weeks to go. <laughs> uh, I was made for this. This is what I do. Yeah. So I'm pretty confident panic I can buttons, take number one. Panic buttons going on there. Eh? <laughs> uh, Neo just said a main dramatic drop off. Yeah. I'm like only 65 points behind him, and I was like a hundred and something when he came on the podcast. Mm. So. I, I think I am I'm pre- I'm pretty happy. I am concerned and about Neo's form uh, there because. Uh, again, also in the mini league, he came and he was leading the pack. But I think Feb was not a good month, um, so we have been, we have seen him actually drop drop quite a number of of spots. Yeah, no, definitely, and obviously I extended my lead. You are cutting that lead that I had built over. I was you. looking at it and now. now I'm like, it's yeah, back to fifty points, know? over fifty points. Yeah, so I'm yeah. happy about that. And the fact that uh, I think still... I can fend you, I think I can fend you off no, I think from you here. Can. Given the fact that so far you dropped your first chip, um, and you still have a, a bag full. There. I still have my wild card, um, uh, triple captain, and my bench booth, so... and I'm and I'm cooking up something dirty for that wild card. So. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Because the thing is, when I was when I was setting up my team, right, um, I was aware that a couple of managers would play their wild cards. So I tried to sort of like be a bit more defensive, you know, not take heavy blows. So I never took a minus and I was trying to defend myself in terms of getting the assets that could actually be game changers. But uh, I think the fact that I didn't have Salah and Trent or maybe even Allison or Van Dyke actually. Van Dyke scoring incredibly. We'll talk about him uh, in the next segment. Um, and uh, having gone with Darwin Nunes and Gagpo, who extremely disappointed me. I think that's what has set me apart from everyone else. So, um, yeah, my, my, my transfers, they were terrible. Yeah, no, I get you. I, I wanted to bring in... I was thinking, should I bring in Nketi? I was certain Saka and Odengard not going anywhere. Mm. I thought Martinelli just scored um, in the previous game uh, to help uh, Arsenal win the game. I just forgot which one it was. And yeah, then it was the Leicester game. He's the one that scored and then 
Grand Sharpie was supposed to have been. No, I mean before the before oh. before the Leicester game. Oh. He came on as a substitute. I think it was a four-two win. They scored two goals in extra time. Oh, was I it just not Villa? Was it clean. not Villa? It might have been Villa. It might have been Brentford. I just don't remember. But one of those two. Oh. And he when he celebrated before he scored the goal, and then I was thinking, Nketiah has been poor. Martinelli has played striker before. Yeah. Maybe that might be a thing, but then I was just thinking, and obviously Ketty has been getting a lot of criticism about the chances that he's been missing. Mm. He's been um, a young Darwin Nunes. Hey, so um, I was thinking that Martinelli might be near with a shot. But then I also thought Zinchenko, but I, don't, I just figured oh, Zinchenko would the, have been a good transfer. Yeah, so I was thinking, should I should I get a, should I get one Arsenal defender, one um, Liverpool defender? And I was thinking, ah, you know what? Let me just go with Inketia mm. because he has the potential to to score big. Hey, bro. Then, I think anyone who has a wild card right now, you being one of them, I think you are at a very great position right now, given the number of games that are left and what we have seen. I think this past game week also just showed us you know, where the tide has turned to, or rather in which direction to, you know, to start uh, pointing your sails. Uh, because I, I truly believe that it's time to actually shift, you know, some assets around and, and start bracing for, you know, that heavy uh, rock and roll uh, towards as the season comes to an end. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, if the wild card... The bench boost, mm. those two things might come in handy, Very. Um, especially now going into those double gaming fixtures and all the fixtures now being out there. Jam packed, um, jam packed, jam packed. I mean, not all, obviously they're gonna be. There's gonna be another double gaming mm. because of this blank that's coming up. But then you can generally see. In which direction it's Things going, you can bank some of your city players. Yeah. Um, play them uh, when that double game comes. Everyone has its extra. Mm. Maybe you have one of two of them inside, and then you're good to go. You bench boost that that squad. You're good to go. Mm. You pump. And then looking at the standout players, as um, concluded, obviously with last night's game or fixtures. Martinelli, 26, uh, we just touched on him quite extensively. Virgil van Dijk also coming back to Liverpool, um, you know, playing full 90 minutes in Liverpool, keeping two clean sheets. You know, again, any of the managers that actually decided to, you know, um, believe in Liverpool assets at the back were, like, you know, um, rewarded quite handsomely there with uh, Vigil and uh, with Trent, as we spoke about. And we saw that Simikas also had assisted uh, the Salah goal. So it was quite good at the back. And then Zinchenko also um, with 18 points. So kudos to all the managers that did manage to do that scouting there. Um, again, looking into the disappointments, I did mention I made two, transfer, two transfers. I had two brilliant transfers. And then I decided to go with Gekpo, trying to beat... The, the curve of the market price, of course, catching it there, and then also bringing in Darwin Nunes for Kane, who didn't do much. So, quite disappointed. Um, any any disappointments on your side, Mario, from your team that you put together? Yeah, um, 
would say Nketia and um, Mares. Mm. Uh, those two definitely disappointed me. I was also quite disappointed in uh, Coleman and Pickford. The new manager bounced that kept a couple of clean sheets um, and they failed to keep on against Villa. I knew the Arsenal one okay. might be a bit dicey. I thought maybe they might hold them to a closer game, get those appearance points, those 60 minutes points, and then add coupled with some clean sheets hmm. to bring some decent numbers. But yeah, they, they gave it away. They gave it away like they were working on a hot night in the red night district, in the red red light district. So <laughs> it was just one of it was just one of those nights. So uh, and Gabo, of course, mm. um, didn't start the second game. Um, I expected a bit more from him. I wish I had doubled up on the Liverpool defense. Uh, maybe brought in. I consider bringing Robertson. He would have at least gotten me a clean sheet yeah, solid. and some bonus points. But yeah. Now it is what it is. The beauty of FPL. We plan the whole week and then uh, we are extremely disappointed by some of the decisions that we make. Um, and then statistics. Do you have anything prepared? Do you have anything for Gaming 26 prepared? Um, yeah, so I was just uh, looking at the fixtures coming up here and um, the players and who are leading the, the, the statistics, the, the line numbers. So obviously um, there are a couple of teams I just hope, just so managers can prepare um, even though we're going into game week 26 uh, just so managers can see the long game. It's always good to plan. Yeah. So um, in game week 27 Four teams have a double game week. Uh, that's Brentford. They play Everton and Southampton. Then there's uh, Brighton. They play Leeds and Crystal Palace. There's Crystal Palace. They play Man City and Brighton. And then there's Southampton. They play Man United and Brentford. Uh, obviously, amongst the bunch, the two teams with the standout fixtures would be Brentford and Brighton who play Leeds and Crystal Palace, that's uh, Brighton and Brentford play Everton and Southampton. Um, Ivan Tony is having 265 charges, I think, or something in that now, in that region uh, for betting um, against his team, the team which he's played, or not against, but betting in games where he is involved. So he might be banned for a while. And... A lot of managers have brought him in and eyeing that double game week and eyeing the double game week 29, which Brentford are also involved in. So it might be a good thing to look at other Brentford targets. Um, your Janssen's, your Ben Mees and defence because Everton and Southampton obviously can't score a goal to save their lives unless they're playing Chelsea away from home at Stamford Bridge. And they've got a goal in them. But yeah, other than that, I, I don't see a match coming from them. I think Southampton, Everton are in serious trouble of going down this season. And also Brighton have a good two games, Leeds, Crystal Palace. Um, you can look at those assets, Minotoma, Solly March, 
will back Estupayan uh, if he's declared fit to play. And then uh, going into game week 28, uh, six teams blank, which is Brighton, Fulham, um, Liverpool, Man City, Man United and West Ham. Um, so obviously you wouldn't want to get rid of your premium Man United, Man City assets. Obviously they've gained in value. And getting rid of them and buying them back will be a whole lot difficult, more difficult because some of them you will not be able to buy back for the same price you saw. You'd have to take a 0.3 million hit or something like that. So it's good to plan around that, try and get out those fringe players which you might not need and bring in players who might double in game week 29 and still play in game week 28. We're just bringing more Arsenal assets because Arsenal, even though they play one fixture in Game Week 29, have been playing very well. Uh, and then obviously Game Week 29, uh, the Aston Villa, Bournemouth, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, Leeds, Leicester, Liverpool, Man United, Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, and West Ham United all double Game Week. So that is a big double Game Week, probably going to be the biggest double Game Week of the season um, it's good to target them probably it's going to be difficult for any manager to completely miss that double game week um, most will already have a lot of players who will be doubling in that game week but it's good to always even plan bringing those players who are performing and who have decent fixtures to play uh, so obviously Katu mentioned um, the dream team for the past game week earlier on in the show. I just want to point out the dream team overall for the season. And there might be a couple of shockers in here. Uh, Salah does make the dream team for the season, surprisingly enough. He's played horribly. He might come out at like 9 million next season or something like that. So, <laughs> might be a big price drop in Salah. But uh, the goalkeeper, Alisson, 110 points. Trippier, uh, 146 points. Saliba, 109 points. Gabriel, 107 points. Rashford, the man in form, 151 points. Saka, 147 points. Odengard and Martinelli join him with 142 and 140 points. Salah, the lowest scoring midfielder in the Dream Team, but still in the top five scoring midfielders with 133 points. Haaland, 193 points, the leading Premier League point scorer this season. And then Harry Kane just shortly behind him with 161 points. So um, these are the players who are hot right now. The season is coming to a close. Obviously, um, <clears throat> Arsenal have a lot to play for. Man United have a lot to play for. City have a lot to play for. Uh, so do Spurs and uh, Newcastle and Liverpool. So you can rely on these players to try and show up in the big games. It's never a bad investment. Um, I'll also look briefly at uh, the most owned players, uh, just so that you know which players, even if they do perform well, are not likely to give you a boost in your mini leagues or in general uh, FPL standings, just because of the high ownership. And leading the way is obviously Ireland, 85%, Trippier, 63%, uh, Marcus Rashford, 
I don't know who are the 48% who don't have this man because he is on fire. Uh, Odengard, 38%, and Saka, 38%. Uh, so those are the top five most owned players in FPL. If you're targeting those double game weeks, you might want to look for those niche players, those few players who do have double game weeks and have been playing well and don't have a high ownership so that you potentially get the highest possible bump that you can and take the highest possible advantage. But don't leave out too many of these key assets because if they do rip you apart, then a whole lot of managers will be going ahead of you. So, yeah, I think um, the last that I might give managers is the one we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, which is the ICT, uh, Influence Creativity and Threat Index. And the man who is still leading the way is Harry Kane. He might not be the top point scorer, but definitely uh, projected as a huge threat for Spurs, as he is obviously their talisman, their anchor. He ranks with 266.9 on the ICT index. Haaland is second, so just missing out uh, on that first place uh, with about eight points. Uh, with 258.9 points with this ICT index score. And third is Saka, the man in form with the league leaders, with 228.7 points, uh, ICT index points. And he's the only one in the top four that is less than 11 million, who is less than 10 million. He's worth 8.5 million. So if you don't have Saka in your team, uh, there might be something wrong because this man is a bargain and he's a problem. And that is the stats for the managers. A lot to digest, no, a, lot a lot to look at and a lot to plan. A lot, a lot, a lot. But I think uh, you'd rather have more than less, right? So I think definitely. Uh, the managers will definitely, definitely have to bookmark some of these um, uh, statistics uh, uh, towards as the season goes and, and, and comes to an end. Um, and then quickly looking into our upcoming game week uh, for game week 26. On my side, I just shortlisted the Arsenal versus Bournemouth game, mostly because I think from what we did see that Arsenal seems to do very well against teams that are ranked a bit lower than they are. So um, knowing that Bournemouth have actually been struggling for goals, Arsenal seeming a bit more solid at the back, um, and the form that Saka and uh, Martinelli are on. I think this will be a good fixture that we could also see some double digits for this uh, for, 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 for the Arsenal assets. Um, do you have any other any other fixture that you, you, you are, you're hoping to score big on? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you uh, on that Arsenal and Bournemouth fixture. Obviously, Arsenal red hot against uh, lower table opposition um, they're playing at home again might be another 4-0 drumming mm. um, I'm glad I'm loaded even though my free eight is expiring I still <laughs> I was, my... for a second I actually forgot if you had played a free hit or a wild card but uh, it's actually a free hit so it means that now you're resetting to default settings yeah um <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident in the team I have. Mm. Um, when I free hit, I did anticipate that um, there will be a fixture like this. 
I mean, all these fixtures after the game. But yeah. And then, what do you plan on uh, doing? What do you plan on doing with uh, De Bruyne? Are you are you gonna sell De Bruyne? Uh, I was actually I got a bit distracted actually going through my squad because I just saw Salim March has been flagged. Yeah, Salim March uh, has a triangle there. Um, which is like what the chance of playing. Which is what, like what the hell? Because I was banking on him and Stupian was also flagged. <laughs> and he's also flagged. Uh, At least you have Martinelli there, so I think you're sitting well. Um, yeah, at least um, for Bournemouth, that Bournemouth game, mm. I, I'm pretty sad. Liverpool haven't been great. They play Man United. I'm confident with Rashford being in that squad. De Bruyne has been horrible, but then he was well below his standards. Obviously, he's still leading assists mm. and all of that. Uh, amongst the top scoring midfielders, he's only scored eight points less than Salah or 15 less than Martinelli. Yeah. And... Uh, 17 less than Ottengard. So yeah, he's still up, up there with, yeah. with, with the top midfielders. But by De Bruyne standards, that's Kevin freaking De Bruyne. Like we expect 17 goals, right. if, uh, like 23 assists or something like that. Mm. Must break the assist record for like the fifth time <laughs> in a row. Because that's just what he does. He's just that dude. So nah, I, I don't he know. He actually scored a goal um, in the FA Cup now. Uh, I don't want that game. He scored a goal in the FA Cup. I think it was the 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 nail on the coffin um, against. Uh, I actually can't recall now. But uh, they he actually did beg a goal, and he looked a bit sharp. Eh? He looked a bit sharp, uh, although. But you can see what happens if De Bruyne is more is not running. Hmm. City are not a consistent side. Yeah. They need a consistent De Bruyne hmm. to, 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 do, to 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 win titles, challenge, yeah. uh, and to win games. So, but why yeah, I'll just let him see with this Newcastle game. And then we'll take it from there. While probably we're still on um, the city assets and just reflecting on that game, I was quite impressed by Foden. Eh? He looked uh, quite sharp. He looked hungry. He looked as if now he's ready to come back. And I wouldn't be surprised if Foden is going to be one of those players that coming into Gaming 26, he could be the man for to to, to own. So I'll I'll be keeping a close eye on him. Um, probably ship out Mares because I feel like Mares has run his race. Yeah, no, Foden definitely coming back into the fold mm. uh, with more minutes, looks more confident. Mm. So, yeah, um, I definitely expect him to do well. I, I don't think I'm going to jump from one Man City asset to another, though. Mm. If I get rid of the Debrina, I'm either targeting... A Bruno, a Bruno Fernandez yeah, that's a solid for that double game week. I think originally uh, my, my game plan before the last minute transfer to Darwin Nunes um, removing Kane, the plan was to bring in or to double up in the midfield with uh, Fernandez. So, but now having wasted that transfer, I might have to take a minus. But I think Bruno for me has also been quite convincing, and I think United does still have a lot to say. On how the season uh, unfolds. Yeah, no, uh, I think the only Man City asset I might be holding on to is Erling Haaland. So, mm. um, 
if 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 I, do, I might not make any transfers this game week and the next, bank them, use them in that blank or wild card in that blank, uh, bench boost in twenty nine. Yeah. I'll see how I'm feeling. And then so, who's 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 who are you likely to captain? I mean, Saka is on form against Bournemouth. Sinchenko looked good against Bournemouth. I think a clean sheet. He seems to also now start playing to to start playing, or he seems to be playing more of that Cancelo role that we used to see um, being deployed uh, at Manchester City, and also how he plays when he plays for Ukraine, where he sort of like comes plays around the middle, you know unlocking things i mean we saw with the pass that he made to saka you can tell that you know he had just put on that uh, midfield instinct of his um who are you planning on captaining or going into game of 26 um definitely considering um man city i mean the arsenal asset mm. but newcastle lost 2-0 at home to liverpool if Man City is on song, what could they do to Newcastle? With a point to prove, mm. they could rip them a new one. So, Alan is always in the conversation. So, it's probably going to be one of the Arsenal boys or Erling Haaland, obviously, mm. who we always have to consider. Mm. Um, and nothing else? Nowhere else? No other uh, possibility? Uh, for differentials, they definitely is uh, the Southampton game. Uh, against Leicester. Leicester can take advantage. And if uh, you remember history and uh, this fixture, you will know that Leicester has beaten Southampton by more than five goals twice in the last... Let me just check that out here, actually. But they beat them 9-0 two years ago. And I think uh, they had a similar result a year prior to that. So, who knows? It might be history repeating itself. Uh, Leicester, Leicester a, might a get another brave, a brave uh, differential to be played there. Okay, now I'll just uh, run you to the the, the previous fixtures. Four one, two one, two one nine no, two one to Southampton, two no Leicester, one one two two. 4-1 Leicester. And then Southampton actually won their last game 2-1. Mm. So, um, they're, they're obviously going to be goals in this game. So, you could go for James Madison where he is back in training. Yeah, Nacho, always clinical when yeah. he gets a chance. Peston Daka, Tillemans can come Not up. Option. And obviously, Harvey Barnes. So, yeah, there's, there's some points there as well. For those who are willing to take the chance. And last time, uh, Buddy scored four goals and had an assist in that 9 now. Hmm. So who knows, maybe another striker might do that. I know, 100, 100. Um, but yeah, um, that is, that is, that is, uh, those are the options that I think the managers will have to decide on um, given all the statistics and uh, uh, the recent results that we've given them. But looking into our mini league, um, currently first position, uh, nothing has changed actually from the top. I think majority of the top five, if probably not the top six, didn't actually move. There was actually no movement. Actually, yeah, the, the whole top five, there was no movement there. So Ryan is still leading the pack, followed by JP and Keegan in third position. And uh, just below Keegan, we have Carl 
and we then have Jason. So that top five is still solid as it was going into this past game week. But um, again, um, I mean, we could go on forever, uh, Mario, but we do need to come to an end. Uh, as usual, we do appreciate everyone who does tune in to listen. We hope and trust that, uh, you know, all the analysis that we do give is actually giving you guys a bit of an edge in the mini leagues that you're playing. Do remember to subscribe. Also hit the bell wherever you get your podcasts from so that you always know when we drop it. And also just to, to get some tips and some news that we do drop in between the games. Um, a reminder that Game Week 26, the deadline is actually this Saturday, the 4th of March at 1 o'clock. So there is a bit of time. Just remember to make sure that you also sort your bench. You know, if you're playing that chip, play that chip. And yeah, you know, uh, we go into another game week of uh, excitement and uh, uh, hoping that, yeah, we, we or you score some, some great points on your side. Mario, in conclusion, um, to the managers, Game Week 26, counting down the games. Yeah, um, I think the managers just need to obviously have foresight and not uh, be left wondering what could have been in retrospect. Um, try and plan, plan your teams. Don't try and don't overload them too much. And yeah, watch the numbers. Trust the eyes because numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. <laughs> my friend Jay Z once said. Now nah, you know what it is. The scoreboard numbers don't lie. And yeah, from us, this does bring us to the end. And uh, yeah, good luck to all the managers. And we shall catch you guys in the next episode.